your hat. Welcome once again to Taking the Cynic Route, where laughs come to be born and brain cells come to die. I am one of your hosts, Jeff. And on this episode, we answer an email, hey, from our very first patron. His name is Sean. Shout out to Sean, as promised. And in his email, he asks what we think of Genesis. Uh, he wants us to discuss the plight of the banana and if we listen to any other podcasts. So hopefully we answer all those questions sufficiently and Sean can listen and you guys can also enjoy. We also go over uh, why the news spectrum is purposefully keeping people from uniting. Guess who brought that up? Guinea John. Uh, we reminisce about our best pranks and prank calls. Uh, we discuss whether Catcher in the Rye creates hitmen. And if you guys have an extra five grand, apparently Guinea John will put on a show involving a banana via Skype. So pony up that dough, sit back, relax, and listen. Taking the cynic route. We got pessimistic minds and optimistic hearts. If you're easily offended, then it's time that you depart. A bunch of dicks from Baltimore trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and what this life's about. Taking the cynic route. Drop your socks and grab your cocks. <laughs> Was I on key? It was, it was close. It was close. <laughs> That's what I aim for. Sometimes close is good enough. Hi, all. Good evening. Hola. Coming at you live. We are taking the cynic route with y'all this evening. Guinea John. They call me Bruce. And Jeff, as always. So what's new? A couple of mutts and Jeff. <laughs> So, so you had mentioned that... Well, in a past episode, I said something about I never really had to take a shit in a weird place. I mean, I've pulled off a couple times off the side of the road, that is. <laughs> and uh, like if in a cornfield... Really I will, I will pull off. I've pulled off before. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You know, like in a corn... I remember going down to senior week. Uh, we had to pull off the side of the road. I dumped, took a dump in a cornfield. Guinea Johnny is in a cornfield dropping hot brown baloney. I mean, but so that's not John. That's not the, is it now? And a la Guinea John. Go ahead, Bruce. <laughs> Emphasis on John. So, I mean, but that's not that far of a drive. You couldn't just hold it for two hours. Like you didn't know you had the shit when you left. No, well, we were in the middle of like North Carolina or something from oh, Ohio. So, so your senior week's a this. This was than yeah. Ours. We had gotcha. a long yeah. Right. We went okay. like a long way for senior right. week. All right, you're excused then. Yes, what? that's right. Originally from Ohio. What? So what did you wipe? Did you wipe with like a corn husk? You know, I think we had rolls of TP in the car. You know what I mean? So it wasn't really roughing it or anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, about like that? what it sounded like. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Any poo is worth a good story. Indeed. On this show. <laughs> well. What's new? What is new? I'll tell you what's new. We well, got our first listener email. Holy shit. Fantastic. So that's fun. Yeah. Guys... Our first patron. Want to give a shout out to Sean. What's up, Sean? Yeah. One and the same, actually. So he's he's the one that sent us the email. He's our one listener. And he's our <laughs> one patron. So. 
Uh, hi, Jeff, Bruce, and <laughs> Guinea John. I really enjoy your show. I have noticed you guys usually trash some popular bands and just wanted to throw in my personally most hated popular band, Genesis. Ooh. I don't like Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins, but Phil Collins in particular makes me uh, want to put an ice pick through my brain. Let's start there, shall we? (laughs) Something about all the popular Genesis songs sounds slow, flat, and boring to me. How does Genesis rank next to Bon Jovi and Kiss to you guys? (laughs) So. This is the land that we all live in. Ah. And these are the hands we shiv. <laughs> uh, these are the shits we give. Yeah, well, I tell you what. Uh, I can respect Sean's opinion. I greatly respect it. I know that there's people like that for me that just rub me the wrong way, for, and there's really no particular reason. Like James Taylor, I can't get into him. I can't listen to him. Like... It's just the most boring, like, lifeless, empty, like, it's fucking, I don't know. I can't do it. So I can, but I don't have really an explanation other than that. It just doesn't doesn't do it for me. So I respect Sean's view. Now, he does specifically mention that the songs he's heard. So it sounds like he's not an avid Genesis listener, obviously. Yeah. So is he perhaps basing that entirely on just the radio songs, which are admittedly not from, to me, their best period? I would agree 100%. You know, their later really 80s pop stuff as compared to their earlier more prog rock tripped out. I agree 100%. Radio has a way of doing that. It'll kill a, it'll kill a band for, for somebody. Like the 100.7 out here, Baltimore. Uh, uh, was that the Bay? I think so. Classic, Classic rock. rock. Yeah. They play the shit out of ACDC, man. Like, they just play him to death. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't need to hear any more ACDC. Like, I just, I didn't have, I don't have any particular problem with him. But, like, when the shit gets played into the ground, it's like, mix it up a little bit, you know? You know who I'm sick of? Now, 98 Rock, I listen to them on my commute to work, which is usually about an hour, hour and 15 minutes a day. So I listen to 98 Rock pretty much every morning. And the majority of their show is talking, you know, goofing uh-huh. off. But they'll play one song, maybe two, during my commute. <coughs> and uh-huh. the, for some god-awful reason, they seem to keep falling back at least two or three times a week on U2. Mm-hmm. You've brought this up before. Oh, it's terrible. And I, I mean, can we please have... A moratorium on U2 songs being played on the radio. Does anybody actually like U2? Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, you guys don't like them. I can, t- I can tolerate them. Like, I don't hate them. I don't particularly like them. I used to when I was, like, in high school, kind of. But, but um, if you're playing such a limited amount of songs in the first place, why repeat Fucking you too, so frequently. Somebody in that booth is a big fan. They need apparently. to cut that shit out. I just heard Ken Wyman spin Fallout Boy on my drive over here on the fan. I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this guy thinking?" But anyway, um, um, so I would I would say that you know I do appreciate earlier Genesis, absolutely. Yeah, you know, certainly much dude. more so than Kiss or <laughs> uh, fucking Bon Jovi. The gems are there, I would say, Sean. Um, if you want to warm up to Phil Collins, I would recommend 
the first album that he sings after Gabriel left is called Trick of the Tail. There's some great prog rock. If you like prog rock, Genesis is worth investigating deeper than just the shit you hear on the radio. Absolutely. Uh, Trick of the Tail is good. Abacab is a fantastic album. Mm-hmm. Um, Abacab, No Reply at All. And every, the whole rest of that album is really fucking solid. Um, and if you don't appreciate prog rock, uh, take more drugs. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough sell for some people, but I love it. Drug, yes, drugs or prog rock? Yes, is way up there for me, too. Agreed. I, I agreed with him about Phil Collins for many years because I grew up in the 80s there with that schmaltzy, like, you know, groovy kind of love <laughs> and against all odds, which I kind of right. like that song, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, when I heard about, it was like 1986 or something, like Live Aid was happening simultaneously in New York and England, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Live AIDS was happening all around the world. <laughs> and like Phil Collins performed at one, it must have been the England one, and he j- got on a Concorde jet, which are no longer, I think they're discontinued, right? Sure. And flew to New York and performed at that one in the same day. And that was such like a badass move. <laughs> I remember it was on VH1's like top 20 most badass rock moments or something, and Phil Collins was on there playing both Live AIDS in the same day. Mm-hmm. And it was that day. When I saw that on VH1, I was like, "This guy's a badass," you know. Like, and you, you hear an Abacab on the radio, turn that, crank that shit up in the summertime with the windows down. The production on that is so solid. 1982. If the 80s would have gone that route with drums instead of that Casio cavernous reverberous bullshit that it did go down that path of, mm-hmm. Phil Collins would have. We would we would look upon him differently. I agree, but he, he, he wouldn't have been as rich though. <laughs> I just remember the video to Land of Confusion scaring the fuck out of me as a little oh, kid. like spitting image puppets? Yeah, those, oh, those puppets scare. They gave me nightmares for years. And li- little Ronnie Reagan nuking the world at the end? Yeah. That's uh, subversive. I, I, I appreciate that shit. I mean, I was probably a little, I was obviously older than you when that came out, and I was like, that's subversive and cool. Yeah. But I was sort of done with Genesis at that point, I think. I still believed in monsters and shit, so... It didn't help my dreams. I'm pretty sure I had the seven-inch single for Land of Confusion, actually. I will also add, I remember this really cool thing. It was right around the time of Run DMC and Aerosmith. It mm-hmm. was like 86 or so. Like, um, Sledgehammer was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And Invisible Touch by Genesis, right. which, ah, uh, that's, that's too poppy right. and crappy. But those two songs were like neck and neck, and they traded spots in number one, like in alternate weeks, which to me was like this weird... What are the odds? Right. Peter Gabriel and the Genesis. The theoretical rivals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a stairwell at my work. Coming in your head. <laughs> coming in your hair. And then also the one that you, you told me is a ball hair hits the floor. <laughs> ball hair hits the floor. There's a, there's a stairwell at work. That's got the same number of steps as do 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 and every time I go down it, I do that. It's <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, J- yeah, Jeff yeah. Rowe, thoughts on Genesis versus? I, I like Genesis. Uh, I, I like honestly, I like Phil Collins probably better than the Peter Gabriel stuff, but I don't know enough about their catalog. So, yeah, sorry, Sean Gabriel. I'll just throw in because I know the catalog really well. Mm-hmm. The two finest Gabriel Genesis albums are Selling England by the Pound and Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Those are like his last two and the best two of his era. Before that, it's like a little uh, drifty and, you know, 
you got to like those two I mentioned, and then you can work your way back. Right. That's which, my entire suggestion. Which is a world of difference between that and when in the 80s when all those bands decided they were like world music bands. And like wanted <laughs> yeah. to bring together cultures, <laughs> and uh, everybody wanted to fucking save Africa, and yeah. That's that's excellent. That's a good point. So, yes. Another, so, yeah. Another little known fact about Phil Collins. He's an Alamo enthusiast. <laughs> Very random, but true. The, the movie or the location? The location. How are you an enthusiast of a, of a building? <laughs> you know, like a history buff up like, there or something. This fort is amazing. Except he'll say it with a British accent, wouldn't he? Yeah. I remember his cameo in Hook. <laughs> he played a detective for like less than two minutes of the whole movie. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. I feel like Bob Hoskins is like a. I was going to say, I was actually when you said that the first thing that popped into my mind was Bob Hoskins in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, just like a you know drunker Phil Collins <laughs> is what he reminds me of. But no, I have a lot of respect for him. I mean, that band would have been fucking done, but they they, they turned that shit around. It's it's like on par with the Rick Allen the Def Leppard thing. Like, Peter Gabriel was like Rick Allen's arm. <laughs> Good analogy. <laughs> what else is uh, Sean, say, unless if we're done with the Genesis topic, what else does Sean have to say? Uh, he went on to, uh, let's see, on a different topic, in one episode you were talking about bananas and the huge waste that goes on in that industry. And it reminded me about the impending banana apocalypse. I don't like the sound of that. Uh, I said it's worth a little research. It's a perfect example of the danger of mass production. And uh, he also asked what other podcasts that we listen do we listen to. So, yeah, bananas. Did we talk? Yeah, we talked about Yeah, I, I think I threw a bitch fit about uh, my work not properly stocking. How's that going? The Any banana. changes? No, they're fucking still awful half the time. <laughs> the other day they ran out of eggs. How the hell does a cafeteria run out of eggs for breakfast? Well, you told us about how they changed their policy where they, they can't make they can't make it to your order anymore. Oh my god. That's yeah, funny. That, that still frustrates me to no end. But the, as far as the bananas go, we were reading up on it before you got here. Mm-hmm. Something about diverse they don't diversify the strains and that they've just been relying on this one strain and And now the strain is in danger due to some type of fungus. So I guess they were saying like worst case scenario, they just have to move on to a different strain of banana right. and make that one. But what if we, you know, they've already gotten the world used to bananas as we know them. True. So who's to say this other strain won't be? It might change a little bit. It might be more like a plantain. Not not a fan of change. And like, don't you think bananas grow in different places on the globe? You know, like there's going to be tropical, like the tropical temperature and soil of required to grow banana is probably like, you know, happening in different parts of the planet so if one area gets a blight and the bananas get fucked up there's probably other areas where it won't get fucked up that's why i didn't understand they said that so this one disease that uh, this already occurred earlier in this you know the 20th century okay where the strain of bananas that they had going was subject to some fungus and it almost wiped them all out so then we moved to the strand that strain strand i don't know that we use currently okay so over the past hundred years we've 
you know, become accustomed mm-hmm. to this new strain. Now they're saying it could happen again. But what they said, it, it was called the Panama, some type of Panama disease. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was occurring in Southeast Asia. Interesting. On their bananas. So maybe mm. it does travel wow. somehow. Right. And they were comparing it to the potato famine in Ireland in 1840, you know, that type of thing where there was just the one kind of potato and it got fucked up and they didn't have an al- any alternative because they, they didn't biodiversify by growing other types or something. Yeah, but what's bullshit about that in particular, not to get on that subject, but something I know about <laughs> the Irish potato famine, they had access to lobster and they were sh- shipping them out because they didn't think they were edible. <laughs> so, lobster, which is apparently vagina shaped. By God, <laughs> not necessarily placed that way by a Red Lobster um, marketing. Although <laughs> things only Guinea John sees. Yeah, Guinea John would argue. <laughs> Here's something about bananas. Like, yeah. does anybody really like bananas? I do. Or, or do you just eat them because you feel like they're healthy and you need? You probably should. I like bananas. I'm really excited about out, eating out a banana. All, I don't even think they're that healthy for you. Honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say out of all the fruit, I think they're like one of the least healthy. Right. Wow. But I like them. You don't like banana? I mean, they're all right, but they're not, they don't, they don't grab you by the boo-boo, don't it? <laughs> like, they don't grab me by the boo-boo. Like, it's they, not like a good plum. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Blueberries, man. I love some blueberries. Those are fucking good. <laughs> so, yes. Anyway. So yeah. Next question was. Yes, we might have no bananas soon. <laughs> I'll be shattered. Shattered. Be a shell of a man. <laughs> was, that your, was that your Mick Jagger? What does it matter? <laughs> my brain been battered. It's almost like he's in the room with us. <laughs> that was not my best. Almost. I'm not warmed up. <laughs> uh, so he then asks what po- what other podcasts we listen That's to. That's mainly for Jeff because that. In other podcasts I listen insinu- to- insinuating that we actually listen to this fucking podcast. You guys, you guys, do you guys even listen to I listen podcasts? to Taking the Cynic Route. I mean, I've like <laughs> dabbled here and there. I'll, Nothing regular. I'll, yeah. I'll put some on at work, but it's mostly movie stuff. Yeah. Just nerd shit. Uh, listen to a lot of Rogan. Uh, your Mom's House podcast. That's pretty funny. What's that one? Uh, it's, it's two stand-up comics that are married. Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky. I think you showed us some clips of them. Yeah, she, they're pretty funny. It's uh, they just basically comment on different ridiculous internet videos and take fan mail and whatnot. Once in a while, NPR will have something interesting, and uh, you know, like I say, once in a while, like they've got a lot of shit I don't care about as well. Um, but I got some good conspiracy podcasts I listen to. Higher side chats. That's a good uh-huh. one. They get off the wall. And uh, yeah. a, uh, there's another one called Lizard People. Oh, my goodness. Which is real when fun. they think Hillary Clinton was like a lizard. It, it goes into all different like conspiracies. Crazy Illuminati that's what things. Based on. Yes, right. exactly. Okay. It's great. Now that's right where there. I kind of have to draw the line because some of that's like, you know, really? Come on. So you think you believe that Red Lobster is portraying vaginas yeah, in the way absolutely they set up they their, their yeah. commercials? But. They co- absolutely so, are. So the cabal of powerful, rich <laughs> bankers trying to rule the world is out of the question. No, right. that's perfectly le- legitimate. But the f- that they're really reptilian race, <laughs> that's where I draw the line. Right okay. there. Right. Touche. <laughs> that's all. Although other stuff I'm all, all, all in with. Right. You and the, you and the politician from D.C. Oh. Flat earthers. So 
on the topic of conspiracy, like I just wanted to share this revelation I had, like, and I know this is really not new, but it's consolidating a lot of things I've been thinking about. I'm all ears. I mean, like you guys know the, the Tower of Babel, right? That story. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, let's let's do this in, as a question in the format. Why did God? All right, strike well, all those people to have different languages. Let me like stop that. you right there. I'm already out. <laughs> but do you know the story? I know the story. Yeah. What's the story? These people were trying to build a tower to heaven or something. Yes. And what did God do? I believe, uh, if I'm getting this correct, he he made it impossible for them to communicate. Broke it up in different languages. Yes. At the time, to in order, they were making so much progress because they all spoke the same language. So okay. Then, yes. So, somehow, exactly. in his power, he. Yes. So, as the authority figure, it was in his interest to sow discord among the people in order to keep them from ever consolidating and accomplishing anything from reaching paradise to challenge to challenge that authority. Exactly. Right. Now, think about how this country was founded. You know, the American Revolution. It's because enough fucking people on this side of the Atlantic got together under a common cause and fucking toppled the fucking government, toppled the controlling authority of, of England, right? You know, like, okay, it happened. Awesome. And then French Revolution, shit like that. Russian Revolution. This shit fucking happened. Okay, so fast forward to today. Mm-hmm. What, what do we have What do we have in, on, the, on the airwaves? We got, let's take a look. Let me put my focals on so I can see what I'm, what I'm talking about here. Okay. <laughs> uh, we got... Some molasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We got like Fox and Friends on one end of the spectrum, and we got CNN and company on the other end of the spectrum. Like 24 hours a day, all they do is feed the fear and anger of their of their base or their constituency, right? With unreal bullshit like they're going to take your guns away hey america got news for you nobody wants to take anybody's fucking guns away that's not a thing that's not a thing but it's something that's told and fed to you so that you will stay angry stay upset stay afraid okay meanwhile on the other side you've got 24 7 anti-trump fest that's just pile on and fucking both ends, my point is that both ends are being played against the middle to keep these to keep people from ever coming together. It's this keeping people fucking in disagreement and angry at each other, keeping this us and them mentality, which Distracted. is not even real. Yeah, it's just fabricated. It, it's like shoveling coal into a furnace, 24-hour news cycle of bullshit to keep people angry about this shit that's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. This shit that they just decide they're going to throw out this fodder to get people worked up. So what you're saying. I'm saying that Fox and CNN are two ends of a spectrum that that were both that were created by God to keep us from heaven. No, 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 no. That first part was an like sort of a comparison analogy to what's happening today. I'm not saying God has anything to do with it. I'm just saying it's a similar story to keep to keep us from heaven. No. Something happened on the way to heaven. <laughs> full circle, baby. Full circle. Um, so I think it's my point is, I think it's purposefully put it in place by the government. The government wants that. 
gov- disagreement to the, be constant. The government being God. So there's never going to be any consolidation of people getting together because they're too busy fighting each other. Just like the Tower of Babel people were too busy arguing and not, not agreeing and they, they couldn't build their tower anymore. Is it Babel or is it Babel? I always pronounce it Babel. I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if you're right. It doesn't matter. Tomato, tomato, man. I don't know. Thoughts? I mean. Well, in this, in this tower of Babel. Uh, <laughs> Babushka. I think, I, 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 I see your point. I agree. But what, do you, what the fuck do you do? You, know? you change the channel. Listen to Cynic Route and fucking get wise is what you do. <laughs> I think I think it's <laughs> life lessons, kids. We're probably closer to a, a joining point with the types of technologies that we have access to now. I think that's helping people see through the bullshit. See through the bullshit, but it's also helping the bullshit proliferate. Right, that's a problem. But it's right. it's like two steps forward, one step back kind of a thing. Okay, interesting. You know. That's how I feel, at least. With all this crazy chaos, I think ultimately it's good. It's gonna the pendulum swings so far one way, and then eventually comes back to a middle for a few decades, and then hmm. does the same fucking thing over and over again. Like you said yourself, the revolution. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. However, I will argue the fact that someone coming for your guns <laughs> isn't necessarily completely. Far-fetched. A myth. That's not, only now, if you give them a, re, a leg, real fucking legitimate reason to. That's not necessarily true. Because as recently as fucking Nazi Germany, in the 1940s, uh-huh. a first world country was completely overrun by batshit crazy meth heads. Uh-huh. And that's not, like, you can't... So are, we are, is, are you saying they went humans. and they took guns away from citizens? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they 100% okay. did. Not just Jews, like everybody? Well, I'm, I mean, you had to have the backing of the German non-Jewish people in order for that to happen. They said they basically either turned okay. a blind eye, or, blind eye or said, okay. They didn't... Okay. So I don't, I don't think... Do you think, like, uh, pretty sure NPR listening fucking Starbucks drinking liberals are ever going <laughs> to reach a point of... Po- like, fucking Elizabeth Warren and Nancy Pelosi-type fucking will-of-the-wisp idealists are ever going to get to a point where they have that ability to, to, to take people's fucking guns? Like, I, I, I don't see that ever happening, but... Yeah, but I don't ever see them stop trying because, mm-hmm. of, I mean, it's a money thing. And, and, you know, they've had to put this word common sense... Just common sense gun laws, common sense gun laws. Like, just because, to me, that is an important term. Because, like, we don't want to just go into everybody's house. Like, if if a regular person who's a nice guy who just likes to hunt, we're obviously not coming. Nobody would ever really, nobody would ever come for that person's guns. But I know people who are just regular nice guys who have guns that they hunt with. That they're fucking livid, angry, hopping mad, and, and fucking about this shit that they're fed. They're gonna, they're gonna come and take my guns. Fuck them. That's that's not real, dudes. That's not real. Yeah, but you're saying it's not real until, it ha- like, when is it not real? All that anybody would want to do is take guns from somebody who's, obvi- like, got some obvious reason why they're dangerous or. Fucking like leaving YouTube things about how they're gonna like, like this fucking Florida dude mm-hmm. left all these fucking super disturbing comments and shit. 
Now that you'd look into. You know what I mean? Sure. That you'd look into. But not a regular fucking dude that happens to have like hunting rifles. But nobody wants to fucking bother that person. But that example, that's a failure of the whatever organization, the police force or whatever, whoever missed that. It's uh-huh. not the failure of the gun law. You know what I'm saying? The fact yeah. that he was called, the police were called 39 times and no, and nothing was done and he was still somehow. Is that really? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Over the course of however. 39 uh, times. Yeah, whatever time period. I'm pretty sure okay. that's the number. So there's a really valid argument right there that the law, what the fuck good is a gun law going to do? Mm-hmm. If you got people sitting on their fucking thumbs up their asses. Not, I just think not it's. Not doing anything about it. Right. Right. It, all all this political what bullshit. It's just distraction. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah. And that's my that goes back to my point about the both ends against the middle. Just keeping people upset about shit that's not even really a thing to get upset about. Right. So that way they won't unify. Like just some random fucking entropic one person doing a crazy fucking thing. It just doesn't necessarily apply to a population and it never will. Like it can't. Mathematically, yeah. logically, it doesn't. Yeah. Like I, it sucks that it happens, right? But shit happens. I mean, I hate. I mean, yeah. you're not gonna. You, no, no legislation, no matter what it is, is going to change fucking crazy. And if you take away guns, right? I mean, he'll build a bomb, or right. Know, Look at Austin, t- Texas, right now. Or take take a car and drive it through a crowd. Or what's know. happening in Austin, Texas? There's some serial bomber fucking right. lighting up. It's like he's killed three or four people mm-hmm. just with package bombs, like the Unabomber. Yeah, sent out some package bombs. And I guess this newest one they were saying was possibly a tripwire a, activation yeah. or something. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, four bombs now. I was talking to my lady in uh, Washington this evening, and um, she uh, she said that one, a major bridge was closed for the for big part of the day because there was a backpack sitting on the side of the bridge, and they had to shut down the whole bridge, get a squad in there. And did you hear what they found in it? I have not heard yet. I'm assuming it was the same thing I saw pop up. Sex toys, apparently. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Did you see this? A news story on this? I saw in Washington a news story State? about something being closed down. They found a package. In Washington? And inside, I'm not sure if it was Washington. Wow. But I'll assume it was that. Did, sex toys. You didn't say sex it toys. was her bag, dude. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Not funny, but you know, funny, too. Uh it just people people are being played, man. Like by, I don't know. Like we all, every, that's a good we question. All have, we all who? have mothers that are older, for example, not just against women, men too, but who are like, oh, schools are so dangerous right now. No, they're not. They're not. Just be, I mean, they're, they're just not. Like just just because some people do that, like I don't know, like. They just want people to live in fear, man. Like, apparently, the sex toys thing was in San Marco in uh, Jacksonville. Okay, so no different, different thing. It's just funny how people see something on the news and they take that for blanket reality. Like everywhere, that's true. Every minute of every day, that's just true. And their thinking is so shaped by what they see. That's the, that's the thing, and I'm I'm guilty of it myself. When you lose perspective, and you realize like. Overall, the world is a safer place now than it ever has been in history. Like, hands down. Mm-hmm. It's not even a question. When you look at, 
you know, disease, famine, the number of human beings surviving, the life expectancy rate. Yes. I no mean, no predators. No predators. Acts of violence. Like, there was a time when Genghis Khan was just murdering and raping millions of people for decades. I mean, yes. not, not himself personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> He and had when a people, hand in people it. threw like other people to the lions and get them torn apart just for sport, for entertainment. They'd fill stadia. Yeah, the world is a fucked up, violent place, and we are we have honed it to the point where we are now. And the fact, what the problem is now we watch football. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, that that's we, the natural progression of people becoming more more human, so more decent. You, so, do you think we should bring it back though? Like, I mean, would you pay good money question. for tickets to like see criminals, like death row? I was just going to say that fight each other to the death. I did not have a person that I knew die in that Florida shooting, but would I want to see that piece of shit destroyed? But eaten by lions? Yes, in public, I would. I say that, and I would, I would watch if it was some televised thing. I don't know. That's weird. Televised is, <laughs> is different. Televised is weird to me. I'm kind of calling bullshit because this is coming from the guy who gets squeamish watching the Bud Dwyer video. Yeah, but that's that's, <laughs> that's what that you didn't see coming. The you, shock value is is what was so startling about that. Uh, this you'd be able to prepare yourself. You know, there'd be a time and an appointment and a place and all that would be set up first to watch somebody scream for their life as their innards or their soft spots are being ripped open by a live yeah. lion. I think you are underestimating the carnage that's going to happen. I, I suppose. I suppose it would depend on a lot of things. <laughs> What'd you have for lunch? Yeah. Good question. But you brought up the question. What do you say? Um, it, would you, like, if it was just lethal injection, you're sitting there comfortably watching something that's not no, even. No, that's something. boring. I mean, yeah, what right. fun's a lethal injection? <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's boring. Awesome. So who the hell wants go. to watch that? Uh, but no, like gladiator sports. Like, hey, you know, the old days, because, you know, they were like slaves and criminals that they would make do it. Okay, right. Uh, I mean, what what else do criminals got going on? Shouldn't we use them for our own entertainment purposes? See, I always thought that maybe we could use them for like like experimenting, like medicines and different. Right. Oh, use them like, instead of lab rats like, and see what the actual yeah. effects on humans are. Like the Nazis did. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, the cold, cruel, and unusual cool. thing. I don't know. Yeah, but what did they do? It, it, it depends on what the crime was, I think. Right. If it's some dude who was banging three-year-old girls, like sure. I say, destroy that guy. Mm-hmm. Why not? But he's sick, Jeff. He's sick. He needs help. And I have a stick of dynamite with <laughs> a 50-foot fuse that we would place in an orifice, and we would just tie him up and light it and have him watch it. Have him watch the fuse slowly move yeah. toward him. That's, yeah. wow. That's, <laughs> yeah. That is a, a, a deep question. The ethical question of that is very deep. But it's almost to the point, though, like how how many generations are we removed from that sort of entertainment? Not that many. Things are being so ridiculous. Especially this guy over here. (laughs) Especially Guinea John over here. I mean, you know, and I'm pretty another, sure he's got a great great grandfather that was at uh, <laughs> the Coliseum. A few a few chariot races, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like in a few hundred years, I mean, are there going to be, you know, how ridiculous is society going to be? That I mean, I would not be surprised if things got to that point within mm. a few generations. It's hard to say, especially. I mean, you know. 
look at the generation we have growing up now. You, you know, know what? They're, they're, I, they're all a bunch of selfish, little self-centered. They, getting, they seem to be getting dumber. Right. It's well, for sure. I will say this, just to devil's advocate this for a second. I've, I've heard us bring this same thing up in past episodes where you're like, look at the generation. But don't. Doesn't every generation say that about the one coming up behind them, though? Maybe they're like- maybe they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're certainly different than our grandfathers were. But are we dumber and and probably more immoral or yes? <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to argue. I will say that whole greatest generation stuff about World War II. We, I mean, we had the ready-made perfect enemy to fight, and we took him down with a little help from our friends, you know, pun intended, with England helping us and the Beatles being English, et cetera. But um, <laughs> now, I think we've been sorry. looking for that perfect enemy again ever since. We tried it with the Reds in the 50s. Didn't really work out. We had the cold, it couldn't get that heated up enough, so it stayed cold on that back burner like old Jiffy Pop in the fucking tinfoil like <laughs> thing that you would wait never really got warmed up you know 60s we went all the way on the other side of the fucking globe for vietnam yeah that didn't work out picked so well. on some fucking p- took a stick what, to some wait, beehives yeah, what did we pick on let's <laughs> <laughs> wait for see what word you use i was, I was, I was waiting for the uh, yeah. christopher walken monologue yeah. <laughs> didn't really work out so that petered out in the mid 70s and then and then fast forward you know Reagan gets a little restless Grenada and all this dumb shit. And then Desert Storm. It wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't be prudent. Thousand points of light. Um, and then, you know, wait for it to come around again on the guitar every 10 or 15 years. You know, we're going to go poke a fucking beehive with a stick just so we can try to get that enemy figure again so we can be that next ge- greatest generation. You know, I don't know. It does. It's, it doesn't compute, man. You know. Middle East is like the fucking favorite, uh, like uh, whipping boy. Whipping, like what? What's a good no, uh, metaphor for what they are? <laughs> you, it's sort you, of like you tell us. You tell me, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is a terrible image, but I knew a guy years ago. He's no longer alive in the biblical sense. No. Who and he felt terrible about it. He told me the story about how that he. He used to pick on this retarded boy, you know. <laughs> he felt awful about it years later, but at the time he didn't because he did it. But and especially in light of what you told us, Jeff, about how the Middle East, there's areas there that are inbred and like not not sh- you know the IQ is. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what they say. That's what they say. They just go there. America could just send military there to pick on them like schoolyard bully. Whenever they want to get keep the military from getting atrophied and shit, it's just an easy thing to do. It's a, it's the go to thing. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think they're just like innocent in all of this. They do like rape and pillage villages and f- fucking torture their own people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like women and children have it easy over there. Alleged- the fucking the Allegedly. goats don't even have it easy. Allegedly, so. You can say whatever you want. I mean, yeah, the, the ultimate you're, you're goal right. is probably money and, and depopulation. <laughs> if it were truly about human rights and shit, then that would be wonderful. But, uh, yeah, cynical right. but as we are. We, right, we know the ulterior motives. Right, yes, I do think there are ulterior motives. But I don't think that – it's not to say I'm not an, an isolationist. 
I think there are necessary things for military. But I think it's just been, like you said, since World War II, we've pretty much been the aggressor in every situation. Mm-hmm. We didn't even go into fucking World War II until they dropped the bombs on Pearl Harbor. You know, right. that shit was going on. Ford himself was selling engines to the fucking Nazis and well, Rockefeller was selling oil. You know, that war could have been stopped before it started if they really right. wanted it. And there is. So where are the conspiracy theories about Pearl Harbor? Are yeah, there yeah, some? yeah. There are. I was just going to okay. bring that up. Yeah. yeah. They say, uh, I think uh, Charles Lindbergh warned of Pearl Harbor like weeks before it happened, mm. like giving a location. I could be getting that wrong, mm. but I'm, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. Or Amelia Earhart. She's got to move with her tongue. She calls the propeller. <laughs> Damn woman drivers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amelia Earhart's got, got to move with her tongue. She calls the propeller. <laughs> I'm a lucky fella. Ron, Ron, yeah, Ronnie Dangerfield would know about that. I almost got head from Amelia Earhart. <laughs> is, is there more to that joke? No. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> took, a, took a weird turn. Um, did you hear Barbie put out a line of like... Chubby bitches? Well, no, I was going to say like Amelia Earhart and... What? what? Like, Lesbians? Like... Uh, <laughs> Heroic women type type line or something. Notice I'm only na- able to name the one. <laughs> like uh, I saw it on SNL Weekend Update. Like that's how like keyed in that I that I am to that. I need to look it up. But and they should do plump, you know, a line a plumper line. Really, it's just like unreal. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> slow your roll there. Why Liberace? <laughs> they should do plump. Why? Why would you? Why would you want to promote unhealthiness? Exactly. It's bad enough that people are becoming normalized with obesity in this country. Right. Almost celebrated. Well, okay, when I say plump, I mean plumper than the fucking unreal Barbie. I guess that's what I meant. Just like more realistic. Right. But that I that I I guess I could buy. But but unfortunately, like Jeff was saying, the new normal is obese. This is true. (laughs) It's more like a Furby now. That shit coming fast. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Wow! So I, I crank called my mom today. How so? Oh, there's there's a uh, there's a good used I, to do that. I, I think the art of crank calling is unfortunately no longer with us. Is it crank calling or prank? I've calling? heard both. I always called it crank call. I used to when say I was prank more as a kid, but okay. Sorry, go ahead. maybe it's regional. But, uh, you know, the TV show is Crank Yankers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a lost art. It, it, You know, as soon as they came up with Star 69, yeah. it kind of fucked everything up. No, was that a ploy? Was that Did they do 69 on purpose, Kenny John? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a and, damn good right. question. And the star is for the butthole. Like a butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that you we be, just un- that uncorked this shit. At. Right, just busted the lid off of that, Bruce. It. You guys, we just uncorked that <laughs> we shit. Solved the mystery. We solved the Star sixty nine was marketing. a marketing ploy to suggest sex to get people to buy the service. That's fantastic. But that's right because it used to cost money to dial. Yeah, Star it was like seventy five cents. A right, or right, right. I remember doing that as a kid, like pr- uh, pranking random people in the phone mm-hmm. book. 
I'm trying to remember some exact ones we did. Like, like we would get them to say, "What do you, whenever they said, what do you want? We'd say, we want you to pay your motherfucking titty-sucking two-ball bitching gas bill or something. And then we hung up. <laughs> we were like nine years old. Right, right, yeah. That was funny at the time. Exactly, right. You just called the time, it's funny as shit now. It's, 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 it's like, but like when those people answer the phone, like did they, anyone ever think it was like actually like some sort of professional? It's like they're fucking kids. Like yeah. you can tell, like, it's you like know, when little... you're a kid, you think you can pull off sounding like an adult. Like the little rascals trying to get a b- bank loan. Right, right. <laughs> What, what do you remember any that you did? I'm trying to remember. Uh, not offhand, but I can I can What's run, the one? I can oh, I run down one. today's right. Yeah. What, what'd you say? To your uh, mom. So I had to call my mom because you know I, I had to run up to my parents' house after work today to help my dad. You know, take some shit inside. Uh, that was too heavy for uh, a woman. And so my mom works at a dentist office. Okay. Uh, the dentist name is uh, Doctor Weiner. <laughs> shooting in your face <laughs> a lot of people have wiener in their mouth so when I they go to up. see him that's the that's the obvious follow-up go ahead so you know my mom answers the phone there sometimes so i call the number she answered because i just wanted to let her know hey i'm gonna you know i got swing by tonight so mm-hmm. if you're making dinner make extra because i'm gonna be eating there so she answered the phone and for some reason in my head i was just like let's just be ridiculous mm-hmm. So I just go with a you know weird voice. Hello, I need to make an appointment. And she's like, "All right, uh, uh, are you a return customer? Have you been here before?" I'm new. My name is Mike Hunt. <laughs> you really did that, Jesus and Christ! And, and she's like, "Okay, uh, Mike Hunt. Um, when uh, would you be open?" Mike Hunt is always open. <laughs> I need Doctor Weiner. Mike Hunt needs Dr. Wiener. <laughs> so Mike Hunt is in need of service. <laughs> and my mom's just sitting there. And she's like, well, uh, you know, if, if you let us know what dates, like totally not getting it. Like uh. 100% fucking oblivious. And I wanted to get to the point where I'm, at, I'm, I'm talking about Dr. Wiener's big tools. But oh my God. I, I couldn't even make it that far because I just absolutely just I, I couldn't keep it together. I had to bust out laughing. I should call call and her my up. Mom, my mom's just like, you're such an asshole. I'm like, how could you not pick up on that? How could you keep going when this guy's screaming in your ear about Mike Hunt needing service? Your mom. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I should call up as, as, as his friend, Mike Litteris. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny, man. But yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it's the most like seventh grade thing to fucking do on the face of the planet. But I was literally in tears because yeah. uh, I was laughing so hard at just screwing with my mom. Another one uh, I remember that we did is uh, we'd call and say, uh, is there a John there? And they'd say no. And we'd say, what the hell you do, shit in a bag or something? And we'd hang up. <laughs> <Click. you know>? <laughs> <laughs> shit in a <the> bag. <laughs> shit in a bag or something. This wasn't really a prank call, a crank call. Uh, but we <laughs> we were at my, my buddy's house. We were probably in our, I guess we were 14 or 15. And we called an escort service and sent an escort to this <laughs> This kid's house at the corner. And this cab, sure as shit, came up, dropped off his lady. And she was, I don't know if she was a dude or what, but <laughs> she was a six-foot-tall black woman. <laughs> and knocked on this kid's door. His parents came. like, Holy we, And crap. we gave his name, which I won't repeat for obvious reasons. But So Holy then his parents shit. got all pissed off, thinking that he ordered an escort. 
and then she just wow went up, went back to the cab and rolled out. So I mean, what do kids do nowadays to fuck off? I mean, do they just get on social media and be assholes to each there's other? So much, yeah. I mean, there's so much at their fingertips. Like, I remember it was like a thing that you decided we're gonna we're gonna prank people, and you sat right. there and you did that activity for a half hour or however right. long. And you would find random names in the printed phone book. Yeah, and uh, now they just tweet celebrities, or or you dial stores. Oh, You'll yeah. call stores and fuck with people that answer the phones. Wow. So, I remember yeah, once I mean, this lady you know. started yelling at us, got real mad, and we were like, what the fuck? We like hung up and we were all scared. <laughs> I just remember like, flashes of things. Oh, man. I almost feel like it kind of, you know, it was the lost art for a while. And I guess, yeah. you know, and then it got popularized by the Jerky Boys. I mean, those tapes were huge. Yeah. And there was this one bootleggy thing that I had by this the, guy. The red tapes? This guy called himself Mark Knopfler. Okay. Does that sound familiar? To, no. Like Dire Straits? Yeah. Like, it wasn't obviously the real Mark Knopfler, but he right. called himself that. And uh, there there were a couple of really good things on there. Um, it's probably online somewhere, but it was really good. Yeah, the red tapes were, there was, like, apparently some fucking Irish or Italian guy that worked at this bar called Red. Okay. Uh, and these people, these I assume kids, would just incessantly call him, huh. and he just would not take any of their shit and just scream in all sorts of crazy obscenities into the phone at them, and because uh, they would, you know, they basically do the old the like Simpsons, right, right? They do the Simpsons routine, right? Uh, huh. So yeah, those tapes were uh, pretty popular as well. Wow. I remember a couple of pranks. There was this kid that lived in my street when I was like, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven, mm-hmm. that that general age. And he was a bad influence, you know. He got me in trouble. Like, he would never get in trouble for the shit we did, but I would, and he always started it. But <laughs> like one time we went in my basement, we got one of those big plastic, like, cups, you know. And okay. We just, like, put everything in there we could think of, like, you know, cooking oil, paint, like, sugar, like, you know, just, like, chocolate syrup, like, you know, tomato juice, like, any fucking thing we could find that was liquid or powder in my house or and or my basement and filled this huge, large cup. We went, like, three doors up. I feel horrible about this. This is me <laughs> confessing. It's a dirty cocktail. Um, and there was this old man and his wife three doors up. And we just, like, took it and, like, threw it, it on, his, on his storm door. Just, like, fucking whipped it on his storm door. And just, and then a couple hours later, we like looked, and he was out there on his on one knee scrubbing it off. It was such awful. a piece of shit. Yeah, I'll never forget it. I mean, at the time, I was amoral. I didn't really know any better or think about ramifications. You know, I just oh, this is something to do. It's fun. Oh. Um, Did you feel a sense of guilt once you saw him cleaning? Yes. It? Then I felt it. I felt it pretty immediately. Now, did the other kid? Do you know? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I really don't think so. He went on to do to serve ten to twelve. Yeah. But uh there ever... was another another neighbor down the other direction of the street. Mm-hmm. And here's a shit story. <laughs> shit stories. Uh, took a shit in the cup. <laughs> I don't know why this this, this occurs to me now. Yeah, took a shit in the cup. And there was like a newspaper sitting on there. Uh, external doorstep porch thingy just like lifted up you know the f- one flap of the paper threw the turd in there and just closed it back again 
<laughs> That's all. That was the whole thing. <laughs> oh. Didn't see how that one turned out, but <laughs> but you can imagine. The news, bad. the news really stunk that day. <laughs> Did you ever get a bag full of dog shit and lay it on fire on someone's porch or anything no. like that? No. Me neither. I'd always seen that done in the movies, but... Yeah. My brother told me once the elevator opened once and he just saw a, sh- a shit sandwich sitting on the on the floor of the elevator. <laughs> a shit sandwich? What was the shit sandwich? Like with bread? Like, yeah, in a sandwich. <laughs> Wait, it was like turds in yeah. Yeah, between? In bread, yeah. Two pieces of bread? Yeah. How do you know it was shit in I mean, he must bread? have, like, investigated. He was, might have been with other people. <laughs> like, he was like, no, I better take the other one or the stairs or something. Right. <laughs> what a rich buffet life can be sometimes. That's so random as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that is. What about mailbox bashing? I've had it done to me. I will say that. <laughs> but I've never done it. Was that your house? I'm sorry. Nah. You never, you really, you never did? Never did it. Th- throwing some eggs in my day. That was pretty much yeah, it. I never really yeah. did eggs. I definitely did mailbox bashing. Though. We would throw them at windshields of cars coming the other direction mm-hmm. on the road. We'd just like toss it out and try to time it and it would hit. Right. And then that would, is yeah. not cool. <laughs> you, they, hit their, they hit their windshield wipers and just smears yeah. all over the place. A couple times they had guys pull Yui's and chase us down. Right. Oh, wow. Never, never caught I, I got nailed like that once going off Falston Road. Oh, that was you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're. I was 16. You definitely weren't driving then. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying uh. to think what other juvenile delinquency. Uh. I heard this horrible thing once. I don't know if this is true or just urban legend talk, but mm-hmm. you know, gangs have initiation bullshit, like mm-hmm. stupid about street gangs. What? Go ahead. I just, I have a feeling I know where Something you're going. Something about with this. like. Headlights? Exactly. Okay. And if someone, if you drive purposefully without your headlights on mm-hmm. and someone fl- flashes you to turn them on, that you chase them down and, and shoot like, them, or them or whatever. Or right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever been a documented case of that actually happening, but I, I remember the, the stories. So you've heard the same. Thing. That's fucking. Right. And they're, not, right. Like, like, the kind of know. person that would do that, I would just say take them out and shoot them. I mean, I'm pretty sure those people exist. There are such right. things as gang initiations where mm-hmm. you have to kill someone that totally exists now whether it involves but, headlights I right whether, yeah. whether it exists in harford county right. you like to think that it, they keep it amongst themselves that they don't just come and kill random people but well that's like silly. i take comfort in that, right. that they just keep it amongst themselves like well, one gang yeah. against another gang right see that's 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 the way it'd be in the old days that explains your view of guns what do you mean <laughs> the fact that you just think that <laughs> Criminals, you know, only fuck with other criminals means you don't need a gun. Oh, I see. Well, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily, like, I don't currently own a gun, but that doesn't mean that I'm, like, precluding ever wanting to have one. Maybe you should just train with knives. <laughs> Become the baddest motherfucker be, with a crossbow. That would be kind of <laughs> awesome. Samurai sword. Um... But uh, did you ever see any of this stupid shit too, where like this, where kids, a gaggle of kids, will come up and like just like randomly punch somebody, yeah. like as hard as they can, knockout game or whatever. Yeah, that was yeah. going on in Baltimore, uh, like right around the block from where I work uh, for a minute. Now, now that to me, all right, like what do you guys think? Because that to me, if you do that, oh, they're pieces like, of you, shit. You forfeit. They- you should just be fucking killed. 
Like Slowly. I know that doesn't match the. I don't know the. I realize the punishment doesn't match the crime. But if you're, if that, you're that much big of, of an a piece asshole, of shit, right. yeah. unless you fall down and hit your head and you die from somebody fucking right punching right. you in the face, sucker punching you, at right? That. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like slowly dipped into a meat grinder. <laughs> wow, now that's excess. A little excess, but hey, I mean, it, like prison is great. That's but, the thing, right? Right. It, the punishment. <laughs> that's the problem. The prison pun- is great, <laughs> right? The uh, <laughs> three hot meals, <laughs> cable TV. The, the punishment needs to be so much worse than the crime to. Make people fear doing the crime, which mm-hmm. is something that doesn't right. happen anymore. Especially because nine times out of ten, they'll end up getting off over something stupid. Yeah, I think the problem in lies is the judicial system. Mm-hmm. That's where the, that's where all this shit bottlenecks, right? And you just get people either, you know, these crazy sentences, and then they get reduced, or no sentence at all, you know, or no no time at all. Mm-hmm. You know, get, the same guy will get arrested for the same crime. Ten times and be let out right. every single time, right? And yet somehow the cop's going to be the bad guy, exactly. So, but see, so yeah, some me- of the cops are bad guys. That's what makes True. it all fucked up, right? Yeah, you know, you don't know what side to take because there's corruption from all angles, and yeah. that's essentially why I just want to be by myself, right? I was going to say, me- meanwhile, I just you <laughs> know, isolationism. There you go. There, <laughs> me- meanwhile, yeah. I'm just trying to go to work and get money so I can you know buy my own shit and. Live peacefully. Buy more physical. <laughs> buy. <laughs> buy more Olivia Newton John records. Let's get physical. Physical. It, honestly, it's at a point where I I can't even stand working down there. Mm-hmm. Like Bruce, Bruce and I work. You know, in the Monday, heart of Baltimore, Monday in through Friday city. in the ghetto, essentially in the ghetto, and it is honestly wearing on me. I'm going on ten years now. Yeah, ditto here, and. Just going, like, I don't even deal with it that often. It's just, you know, lunchtime, breaks, going outside, going to 7-Eleven to get a coffee, and you just see random, uh-huh. you know, crackheads, hookers. Right, or, you know, at the corner on the Starbucks, uh, some girl pulls out her cell phone to check something, and some little kid just runs up, grabs it out of her hand, and books ass, you know, down the fucking street. Oh, you've seen that? Yeah, yeah. my own eyes. I was a block away, but I hear her screaming. You can totally see. I'm like, "Are you? Did I just see that? Are you fucking?" Uh, I couldn't me? tell you how many times I've been propositioned for a hand job or a blow job, just wow. driving down the street, and never. No, <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we're talking about the bad things, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> well, these coming from these chicks, <laughs> and I use chicks in quotations. Right. Yeah, it might be. Uh... One time last year, I was down in the city seeing a theater show, <laughs> like a play somewhere. I think it might have been a Shakespeare thing. We were walking out. At, we were walking out at the end, you know, to go back to our car in the city. I'm you know, John. I'm so cultured. Yeah, well, all right, I'm going to say shit on your cousin. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> he hasn't got shit all over him. But um, we were walking and like across the street, caddy corner. We saw like you know, young like I don't know, a man and a woman, dark of hue, in their like thir- <laughs> let's say they were in their thirties or so stumbling around and like the woman just like like she's standing there she drops her pants and like squats a little bit and like this like waterfall just like gushes out of her like it's like she just like takes this like gushing like splashing piss like or something <laughs> just like right just standing there in the, in the ro- in this on the sidewalk just not even caring and, and and the guy was like oh man it, 
I got, hey, man, there's white people coming. There's white people coming. Like, <laughs> there's white people? <laughs> yeah, that's he said that. I'm quoting. Like I know. That's what yeah. That... Like, <laughs> Not there's people coming. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. Yeah. Like, wow. and it was just like a, an unforgettable moment. And I don't know. Like, you'll cherish it forever. I don't know. It was. <laughs> Are you reflecting now mentally? I remember it was the Tempest. Yeah, that's what we saw. It was the third day of July. It was the third of September. <laughs> that day I'll always remember. Yes, I will. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, what else we got? So I went on a rant today about um I was talking to a group of people. They were younger people. I happen to be addressing them. And uh addressing them. Addressing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I mi- I misunderstood. And we got on the topic of uh you know uh Chapman, the man who killed Lennon, um, how he was driven to do it by the catcher in the rye. Are you familiar with that story? No. You're not familiar with that? I am, but I'm just... Okay, you're you just know. being a, a douche. I'm well, familiar with catcher in the rye being associated with like assassins, but so, I am not familiar with catcher in the rye, the book itself. Right? I have okay. no idea what it's about. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, I had to read that in high school. Uh, it's nothing terribly like interesting. I said no because in case our listeners weren't. I'm playing the role of our oh. listeners. I got you, Bruce. I got you. Well, Jam and pull you up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> that was also me playing the role of our listeners. But here, um, here Michigan likes that thing. We got on the topic of uh, he was so obsessed with that book and he had one in his hand after he did the deed. He just stood there reading it. He didn't try to run away or nothing. And inside the front cover, he had written, this is my statement. That That was it. He just wanted the world to know about that book or whatever. But there's a theory that he was a sleeper assassin, and that was his trigger. That that paperback book, Catcher in the Rye, was his trigger. So like Manchurian Candidate? Exactly. Kind of. Or Zoolander, which is a comedy version of the same thing. Now, wasn't that book also found on other assassination attempts? Am I making that up? Or? I don't know. I know that they did a movie called Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson. Yeah. It has Catcher in the Rye in it. I need to rewatch it. It's been some years. I want to They say, purposefully it put been, it in there. Was it Hinkley? The guy who shot Reagan? Hinkley was obsessed with Jodie Foster. Wasn't that his thing? Maybe. That was. Taxi driver. Because like taxi, driver, taxi driver, Travis right. Bickle tries to, he doesn't Kill even really. Right. To impress her, but yeah, then he goes so, to yeah. save her because he can't get close um, to the politician. But I just think that's an interesting topic. Yeah, Catcher in the Rye being about a kid who's sick of all the bullshit in the world. Right. And uh, like Lennon had a, had a file on him. And uh, uh, it's just interesting to conjecture. So let's say something about yeah. John Hinckley. Before being apprehended, John Hinckley, the man attempted to kill Ron Reagan, also was in possession of the book. Interesting. Now, I wonder what they mean by that. Was it like in his house or something, or it's in his belt? <laughs> like he had it wedged down his pants. I mean, I'd say either way. Right. Even if it was in I his mean, house, but it was a popular yeah, but, book. Yeah. I mean, it's a considered a classic of literature. I mean, it's not it. It's not like there's four copies of it around the world. <laughs> True, but a lot of books. I don't have a copy of Catcher in the Rye. Do you have a copy of Catcher in the Rye, Bruce? I've read it. That's not the question. Do you have a copy on you? 
not I know you me. probably do. I, I, I don't I, own a cow. I, well, I, well, fuck. I feel as though You're I batting a thousand. I feel as though I actually may. So perhaps next time I reread it, I will. Uh, you'll see me well, in the news. Yeah, I have issues with it just because of basically indirectly pulled the trigger. So, but. do they not teach that in school anymore? Like, do you know? Some are you not do. allowed to read I, I, Catcher in the Rye yeah, anymore? Yeah, some people do. Because uh, weren't they trying to like take it out because it says fuck and stuff? Like kids trying to erase all the fuck yous in the world. What is it? What is it even about? Give me a. It's give me a. It's just short about some synopsis. kid who's like feeling like he's fifteen. He feels like you know he doesn't fit in. Typical. So he like he goes to New York City one weekend by himself and tries to order a hooker just because he wants to talk to somebody. But the pimp comes up and like punches him or something, and he walks around New York City with a hunting cap on for three days, and then he goes home and like tries to help his little sister out, and they're 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 at a fucking merry-go-round and that's the whole thing that's the whole fucking book oh and there's one scene where like some older teacher he goes to his apartment and it's like ambiguous like the older teacher tries to get fresh with him but it's not really clear and and that's in there too and that's the whole book pretty sure that's all of it um and he and he like whines a lot and complains that everybody's phony and he right it's just him being angsty and not fitting in that's all it is Okay, so, so this so, piece of shit kills Lennon, saying, "Well, Lennon's a huge phony." Um, I mean, okay. maybe, maybe he was though. Maybe I mean, you didn't know him. So apparently, they found a copy of the book in Hinckley's hotel room that he was staying at. According to this, okay. Uh, and then there's another guy. Yeah, I was gonna say, who's that middle guy? I don't know who that is, Mister Bardo. I don't know who that was. What did he do? Responsible for the murder of Rebecca Schaefer in 1989. Who's Rebecca Schaefer? Is that just some random, like, not huh. famous person Catcher that got killed? Rye. I'm assuming. Yeah. When asked about the murder, he simply said he saw himself in Holden. Holden Caulfield. Holden Caulfield. Now, um... So there's three people listed here as Catcher in the Rye Killers. Is there like a next page? It's web page. Yeah, that's it. There's, there's oh. three. So three people out of millions of copies of that book. All right. <laughs> well, maybe the other ones didn't get their chance. Yeah, or... <laughs> three people, three serial, or three assassins, or however you want to categorize them out of I mean, they obviously, not that many fucking uh, obviously historical they, assassins. Obviously, they relate to characters, you know, the character in the book. I mean, he is an angsty... Look up uh, the synopsis of Conspiracy Theory with Mal Gibson. I'm just curious. <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen it. Possibly. What do you want to know about it? Just like, because I remember it had something to do with that, like Sleeper Assassin and Catcher in the Rye or yeah, something. Yeah, he had like 15 copies of it. And okay. he, would, he couldn't leave a store if he saw it without buying it. Jesus. It was like embedded in his brain. And it then was like, was he trying to, be, they were programming him to be an assassin? Or I believe assassin. so. That okay, was the, so there it is. I mean, like, it's been dealt with. It's, was, it's, what's it's, that? Hold on. People also ask what serial killer read Catcher in the Rye. Uh, where are you looking? Why down, is down, Catcher in the Rye down. associated with serial down. killers? Yes. Uh, he's not a serial killer. killer. Assassination that's like, that's Click dumb. on that. Let's see what Atomic Poet has yeah. to say. Okay. Fat Jared Leto. Uh, <laughs> Not even a real picture of Chapman. Is Catcher in the Rye an assassination trigger? Oh, this is a long article. Of the three assassins. So I guess maybe it is just those three people. Catcher in the Rye has sold 65 million copies. I don't think you can call Hinckley an assassin because he failed. Right. 
<laughs> Attempted. Yeah. Wannabe. I don't know. I'm still a little bitter. Yeah, about... I was just going to say, <laughs> you are bitter about Reagan not dying Well, sooner. It's just so weird to me if you think about the, the timing. Was it because Hinkley I feel or... like that was March of 81 when Hinckley failed to kill Reagan. December of 80, three, four months previous. So those two events happening is so closely. Like, I don't know. Like, Actually, here's the thing. Reagan wins the 1980 election in November of 80. Not even a month, like exactly one month later, exactly a month later, Lenin is killed. That is so weird to me. That is so fucking weird to me. So in that little interregnum of two months or whatever, in between him winning and him being inaugurated, Lenin is killed. That is so fucking weird to me. Why? Just like, you know, usher in the age of Reagan and, like, Lenin, who was this champion of the people, you know, fucking erased, eradicated. Right. I never, I'll never get over it. Never get over it. Right. But, I mean, Mr. Reagan was a great man. (laughs) <laughs> this is the land of confusion <laughs> All I know about Reagan is The little bit I know about his involvement With the Iran-Contra Do you guys oh, yeah. know about that? And how Bush and Reagan Fucked over those American hostages for a year Pretty Which much. is funny because he beat Carter on, Because they accused Carter of fucking over The Ira- Iran hostages That's, that's the same that's the whole no, that's what I'm talking about. Same thing Same hostages Oh they, what are you saying about Okay, so these hostages were taken within the last two years of Carter's term or a year or whatever. Uh-huh. Now, a year before the election, give or take, Iran was ready to give up the, the hostages to President Carter. They were right. done. Right. Okay? And Bush, who was head of the CIA at the time, made a deal with Iran, which involved... Uh, somehow filtering weapons through Nicaragua in exchange for cocaine to the U.S. There was some type of bartering system to get through whatever. It's irrelevant. And, and this is the motherfucking piece of shit that was like uh, say no to drugs campaign and shit, right? Yes. Same or was that guy. Nancy Reagan? It doesn't matter. Doesn't All matter. the same thing. Go ahead. So <laughs> they make this, you know, this backdoor deal with Iran's and and with Iran's <laughs> emails, and they uh. He makes Bush makes his deal saying, don't let the hostages go until after the election, because this will, you know, make Carter look like more of a failure because he sent some type of helicopter with a SEAL team in and it ended up crashing and failed big failed hostage attempt and or rescue attempt. And so Bush makes his deal with Iran saying, hold these hostages for another year until this election's over. And the day of the fucking election they get news. Reagan, the first news, the first thing that happens while Reagan is fucking becomes president. Or the, is Hostages like, released. Released. So it makes him look fucking real good, doesn't it? Perfect. And he gets full credit, even though they were going to give them up. So they, they make these fucking American hostages sit in Iran for however many months just for the sake of this election. Pretty fucked up. Yep. Meanwhile, this guy fucking acted in movies with chimpanzees and shit. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. So yeah. think about it. Trump, 
being elected is really not that big a leap from that. It's nah. really not. Uh-uh. <clears throat> I mean, we've had plenty of actors turn politicians. Although yeah, most but of them seem like they've been, you know, more for the people in smaller scales compared to the ones that have been presidents. But the like, problem I mean, is look, Trump was never a politician, ever. Reagan served right. as governor for California for two right. terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, I got friends that are in, you know, live in California who said they thought Schwarzenegger was going to be the worst. Uh, and it turns out he actually, you know, did a really good job and they actually grew to respect him. I mean, fuck, even, you know... Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura well, yeah. you know, became a politician and you know apparently did a Minnesota good job. Like, who the fuck would have ever thought that? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just you win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> See, the problem thinking about all this broad spectrum stuff is like. What's the you know why even think about it because there's nothing you can do to change it. Mm-hmm. It's true, but we can understand it and see through the bullshit as much as possible. Yeah, but like, do you want to see yourself getting ass raped, or would you rather just close your eyes and just imagine something else? You know what I'm saying? That's a good question. <laughs> Does that make sense? I would not like to see myself get ass raped. Right. You don't want to see it. It's bad enough. It's happening. Right. You don't want to watch it like a colonoscopy video. Right. My asshole is definitely on the screen. (laughs) Quoting Jeff. (laughs) Did you put that on your mixtape? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So, Sean, we hope hope you answered your questions. <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoyed your your patron email. If anybody else would like their own episode, <laughs> this is what your five bucks gets you. <laughs> <laughs> Sign on up, motherfuckers. I'm gonna go have a banana and listen to some uh, trick of the tail. For fifty bucks, he'll eat a banana via Skype. <laughs> A fungal banana. For 5000 bucks, I'll do something else with a banana. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I really hope some rich pervert ponies up the money is, is for that. that. The, Kentucky, that... Kentucky Klondike bar. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> so is that, is that the, the the price for a it's 5K? <laughs> you wouldn't go lower than that? Nah, probably well, not. Lower? If somebody offered you a thousand dollars, it's like, look. Yeah, but it'd have to be videoed, and you know what? That's yeah. You're you're ruining all reputations. Yeah, that that, that sounds point. like a little too low, actually. For not, that. not 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 recording, just like a live feed, just for that person. You trust that? I'm not. <laughs> Dude, <that's, laughs> technology's too good for that kind of promise. <laughs> no, but and you know, another know. thing. I don't I know if I'd want. I don't know if I'd want recording. to even be connected or accept money from a, the kind of person who would want to see me do that. Well, that's, that's another thing. <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> you know you would accept it. Yeah. Whatever amount of money. A thousand bucks, man. You're the one contemplating shoving a banana up your butt, and you're ca- you're questioning his morals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one who wants to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. I mean, not all bananas are huge. He didn't say plantain. Eggplant. I mean, it could be just basically like a trip to the proctologist. 
I mean, w- wouldn't you rather if the proctologist paid you $1,000 when you went? Sounds like a good would you rather. Set it up. <laughs> Set it up on the tee. We'll take a swing. <laughs> oh. Anything else? Is that what we got? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll end it on the price Michigan. for whoring our buttholes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to our Michigan folks. Yeah, Detroit Tigers, man. I don't know. Seems like they're, uh, they had, what was that, 84 when it was like the right after the Orioles, wasn't it? Then they right. they won the World Series. <laughs> Sounds right. It was right around there. I'll take your word for it. Maybe uh, Dave Winfield. I hope. Yeah, and Alan Trammell. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Random baseball I actually, I actually saw, I, w- I, w- I saw it once, it was at Tiger Stadium last summer. I saw a game there. It was It was a great stadium. And I, I stayed at a hotel that was walking distance, which was really convenient. Didn't you kill our win streak or something? Isn't no. that what happened? Didn't you get? Didn't we, you went to the Eels and Orioles game out there, right? I saw the O's play in Seattle, and they got no hit. Yeah, that's what it was. This was right. Like, yeah. This yeah. was in 2015. Chris Davis ended with the strikeout, and that that was a different game. I I went back last summer again and saw the O's because I, I I go out to Washington a lot. And uh, yeah, man, they were they were down seven to three. They came back. It was seven to six in the top of the ninth. O's were at bat. They had like runners in scoring. They was like second and third, two outs. Chris Davis watches three pitches go by. <laughs> Not even yeah. a swing. Not didn't even take the bat off his shoulders. Fuck. Strikeout. Yeah, I think I watched that game actually, and it was just like fucking. Are you shitting me? Yeah, I remember watching it. Right. Um, but anyway. Is that a new one with four? Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Speaking of four, folks, before we sign off, just remember, sugar, caffeine, <laughs> alcohol, and tobacco, the big four, all highly addictive and all ex- extraordinarily accessible. All, so, all amazing. Yep. <laughs> you know, part of me wants to go the bestiality route, but <laughs> that's a little tougher to get, but, you know... <laughs> There's pet stores everywhere. It can be arranged. Not that I condone it. Please don't do that. (laughs) 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 What was that one? Would you rather? Would you rather have a bear lick (laughs) honey off your balls, or would you you rather lick the honey (laughs) off of a bear's balls? Was that it? That was it, pretty much. (laughs) I think I said peanut butter, but that's the same gist, right? It's still a hard one. I don't care what you say. <laughs> wow. So much good stuff in this program. Yeah, I don't remember what my answer was. I both both have, have, have if their I ups knew, and downs. Yeah, pros and cons. If I knew with a thousand percent certainty that the bear would just lick my balls and go away with no harm to me, obviously I'd pick that one. Right. I mean, I wouldn't. Obviously, but you don't know that. That's the variable. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, you also don't know if the bear will enjoy you. Exactly. Doing that to him. I, I wouldn't want to do that to any anything with balls. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that's that's a wrap. All right, that's everybody. Thanks for listening. Guinea John. They call me Bruce. I'm Jeff. Signing off. Till next time. When you will take the scenic route. You'll take this in the crowd and like it. (laughs) 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Taking the Cynic Route. If you guys want to contact us or follow us through social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can get all of our handles at our website, www.takingthecynicroute.com. If you want to email us for guest opportunities or topic ideas, you can email us at cynicroutepodcast at gmail. And if you really like what you're listening to and we made you laugh and you got a couple bucks to spare, you can check out our Patreon page. Any amount per month will help us cover the cost of doing the podcast itself between production and hosting and domain registry and all that fun stuff. So until next time, like, download, and share. Taking the Cynic Route.